Hello, everybody. I would have played music, but it went into a commercial, so I don't like music or commercials on the 15-minute rev. Anyway, welcome to Friday afternoon. I hope everybody's had a great week. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Welcome to the 15-minute rev. We do these on Tuesdays and Fridays, and I hope this finds you having a phenomenal week. Got some interesting stuff to talk about today. My phone is just blowing up all of a sudden. Yep, we're going to have to ignore that. But anyway, welcome to the 15-Minute Rev. It's good to see everybody. I hope this week has found you having uh, or getting done everything that you need to get done and moving into your new, like God said we would do. A lot of things going on right now. <clears throat> but um, before we get started, I want to welcome Margaret Roback. Margaret's one of our top sponsors. She's been in Rome, Italy. And so I hope you had a great time, Margaret, and it's good to have you back. Thank you for everything that you do for us. And I hope you had a great time uh, where you were uh, going and exploring the, the continents. And so we will do Israel soon. Hopefully we'll all get to go do Israel. Hi, Angeline Croft. It's good to see everybody. Hi, Facebook. Hi, YouTube. It's good to see everybody this Friday afternoon. A lot of stuff going on. Um, if you have been sensing witchcraft ratcheting up against you, you'd be right. A lot of things going on there um, with regard to different uh, ceremonies, different types of innocent blood sacrifices, things like that. We've got a super moon tonight, so I'm going to be talking to the intercessors about that as we help you understand what's going on around you. But I'm going to encourage you, stay the course, don't give up, don't quit. God's got such a great plan for you. If you're the bride, you're coming out and through. So just stay with us. Stay with the Lord. Don't quit on Him. Don't quit on Him. So, but what what is God saying to you i have a hard word and it, the topic for today it's called this and i didn't intend for it to go this way but i'm going to go ahead and talk to you about what god's been talking to me about all week so i think it's going to help you to understand where god's what he's doing around you and if you didn't catch the rev on tuesday you need to go back and catch it because it's like a stair step effect so that you can understand the difference between the fake bride and the true bride of Christ. Okay. And the true, the new movers, if the enemy's been coming at you with high levels of persecution from the religious right, the fake bride, um, it's to be expected. People hate truth prophets. They hate us. And it's because it makes them look at themselves and they're so full of pride that they'll probably never make it inside. My hope is that they do, but only you can choose to agree with God so you can come through. This is what it says. The disobedient fivefold, nostrils flaring, taking America back into new portals, time realigned. Did you not read in the Bible where it said that in the end times there would be a fight over laws and times? So as sons and daughters of Issachar, we're called to know the signs and the times. I've talked to you about this many times, about there being a zodiac clock, that's the flesh. That's what you're born into, into the earth. They said, know the signs, know your sign, know your personality, know your flaws, know yourself, and know the times. Now, keeping time with God means you're redeemed. That's the Maseroth. Go read it in the book of Revelations where God lays his super on your natural, and he helps you to start the transformation process. That's where you come into the 12 tribes of Israel. Hello, they represent the 12 personality facets of God. The 12 aspects of his heart, of his personality. And so if this is you, I hope it is. I hope that you're making it out and through. But 
This is what God says to the disobedient few. This isn't you disregard it. But if it is, take it to heart because he means what he says. But he says, many of you think you know which way to go without considering what I've told the true prophets in the new wine. Because many of you, pardon me, are inclined to do your own thing without considering the divine place I would like to place you. With your false declarations and your false decrees, you've made up your minds about what you're going to tell me. Sorry, without considering that it's my word that comes to pass, not the one speaking and making themselves out to be an ass, just like Balaam, where he thought he would speak for me without getting free from himself, from his foolish needs to be or be like me, says the Lord, which is what Satan said when he thought he would ascend and try to take the throne from the one in command. Did you really think that I did not hear as I have drawn near to all of mankind looking to see who want, who might be inclined to get cleaned up so that they might come inside to dwell near me as my true bride so that can y'all please pray against the witchcraft in the flow, please. They're coming against the flow. Thank you. <clears throat> so to that, I would say. You thought this was Burger King that you could drive through without getting cleaned up to grab your meal of manna or fake king's decree. Well, welcome to reality. True kingdom is not Burger King where you get it your way. Because starting in 2023, strict spiritual laws have begun to reset time to where only those seriously wanting to come inside that didn't want a burger or fake meat fake manna to help them just get by. They truly wanted to know the true king and what I had to say about a thing so they could come forward into destiny and into kingdom. Thank you. And by the way, all of you disobedient fivefold, whether a cult or those who oppose me, constantly sticking their nose into things that they know not of, they have little facts, to where they lack the truth about things, so they go on man's ideas, those disobedient hearts telling them, playing victim, when that heart is really a perpetrator that God has judged. That heart has been demoted, so my truth has gone forth through one, two, three, four truth prophets, you say. How many more confirmations do you need? Because up to this point, None of your words have been allowed to succeed. So as you enter the 11 o'clock hour, I warn you again, repent, repent, repent. You disobedient hearts, get cleaned up so you can come in. Or get judged for refusing to obey the king. You can be angry with me all you want, Saul. But the day you acknowledge your own disobedience will be the day you quit being led astray. It's your heart condition that needs to be changed, not mine, says the King of Grace. Because I see what you do behind the scenes, thinking that I don't see the evil of your false decrees, that you have others do for you, where they decree false truths to me, that you've lied to, to pick up your offense, so they become dirty just like you. 
They're cause and then causing them to become falsely aligned because they were inclined needing your approval and man's approval over mine. So they chose Jezebel over truth, which happens every time that man decides what he will do, what is right in his own eyes. You have one month and one day. Those numbers make up the number 11, says the Lord, representing the 11 o'clock hour before I must judge all that you do. You can repent, pull all charges out of heaven against my innocent, or I will judge you. Because you are not the judge. It is I, says the Lord, and I'm not living in the old by and by. And by the way, it's also not you who qualifies my truth nor my truth prophets. It's me. You need to repent for touching my authority and those I anointed because you forgot my new movers are more appoint- more anointed than you. They dwell near the king at higher levels. It's why they operate in double truth. And I have my truth prophet making these prophetic warnings without repentance today because it is I they answer to, not you. I told them to say these words as one final warning to give you ample time to remove your false truths. Because now I consider many of you like Balaam. I judged him, and I'll judge you too. So I'll leave you with that. And then I'm going to move into the status of the political arena right now, which God's been talking to me about all week. Um... I was sensing earlier this week after Tuesday, I started sensing like this stagnation in the spirit. And I was thinking, what is going on here? What is going on? You know, we have, we're telling the intercessors what to do, blah, 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 blah. But if, if you understand, we're not telling what to do. We're telling you hopefully how to pray and how to fight the witchcraft in the atmosphere. So if you're the true bride and you've made it this far and you're coming out of the old by and by, most likely, you're entering into and getting ready to enter into December. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But you're entering into December so that you can truly be a timekeeper for God. Thank you, Jesus. He said to be like the sons and daughters of Issachar, knowing the signs and the times. You know how to keep time with him. You know how to recognize like Abraham did. So you're coming into very high things spiritually which means you're coming up as you're seeking the ancient of days. So are the occult. You understand they're seeking their ancient of days, the ancient ways of the occult. We're seeking the ancient of days through Jesus Christ. So you're going to have to get out of your earth suit and get out of the old by and by. If you want a war in heavenly places, you can't do it in the flesh. And by the way, the only reason we would need to be, uh, equipped with ruling and reigning abilities, seated beside Christ, would be so we could use his ways, his power on a vessel. That's the only reason why that God would want you to come out. So if you're not there, then we're going to pray for you. Hopefully you can get caught up because there's some things coming that you're going to need to be abreast of in order to stay safe for the days ahead. So <clears throat> status of the political arena. All those things I spoke to you about, the Lord says this, all those things that I spoke to you about three years ago, I need you to know it's still a go. 
That means 45 and all those things. It's still a go. Uh, to reset those things where man thinks he sees the reality of his suffering, yet little does he know, if I don't reset time, you will not align to know how things will go. Meaning man has to choose by what he sows. Father, I ask you, whatever this is coming at me, bless the people doing it. 1 Kings 1.14 Bless their head, hands, feet, and mouth. We ask you, Father, to stand in between me and them. Stand in between me, Isaiah 1, 6, please. So, Father, this is what the Lord says. I asked him, he said, man has to choose by what he sows. And what are you, what are you sowing? Are you sowing your flesh? Or are you just sowing? You may be praying the word of God, but if you're in the flesh... You're, you're usually not really truly saying the true king's decree. Okay? <clears throat> so, well, we have three-fourths of the church stuck in a rut. Stuck in the old by and by. And we have so many full of pride and so many thinking, I'm, I'm just fine. I, bless God. I can do what I want. And I'm serving God. You think you are, but you're really stuck underneath the apparatus of religion and death. And so God is trying to help you get free. And then the people that God's really going after right now are the people that got stuck with you because they were afraid to come on through, afraid of making a, a wrong move. So if you didn't hear the, the apostles statements four years ago, I've been tracking him or tracking his word. Uh, and it's coming to pass where he said there were four people groups. It's now narrowed down to two. You have the people that trust, that moved into the land, and then you have the people that stayed stuck. <clears throat> so God is saying, it was a test. It was a test. And so now we have that three-fourths of the church that stayed stuck getting ticked off at people like me when I'm just here to try to help shake your tree. Okay? So I asked the Lord a few questions that day. I, I love my time with the Lord because he allows me to talk to him. But I asked him this. I said, Lord, are you talking about like, meaning, man has to choose what he sows. You have to see if you're sowing the right thing. The true king's decree, or are you sowing the word of God um, unlawfully? That's a good way to say that. So, I asked the Lord this. I said, are you talking about prayers? Because mankind, or those stuck outside of God's time, are already beginning to do it. Meaning, you're already beginning to act like Balaam's. Because you refuse to come up and out. And the God said, Yes. So you must take authority over those seeds sown, not by me, in order to keep time effectively. And I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself. And then I asked him, I said, Lord, how do we do this? And he said, by doing just as I have had you do tonight, forcing all evil seeds to take flight. Because if I've told you I would do a thing in your days that would that would make you be amazed. Do you think I'm double-minded? I said, no. And he said, good. Therefore, take this as a challenge to show dark forces how to force realignment. That's my warring bride. Knowing how to keep time. As this is part of your training, says the Lord. And then I said, I asked him the question. I said, Lord, this is a task that seems like a monstrosity. This is huge because as we've come up into heavenly places, there's good, there's good and bad to that. The bad is that you're dealing with bigger level, bigger devils on higher levels. But the good news is that you've got God 
he's you're not doing it it's him you've come closer to god so if you're called to be this part of the bride then you've already come inside you're out of the storm but you still have to take your position okay so the lord says i said it seems like a monstrosity he says it doesn't matter because if you have the true king's decree nothing's too hard for me all you need is me as this is my way of forcing the immature church to come my way or hit the highway. And they can stay out with the darkness, doing things their own way, disqualifying themselves to where I have no other choice but to put them on a shelf. So you're only intimidated because the task before you seems very large. Do you see or understand the heart condition of man? They messed up, they're so messed up and corrupt. Yes, I'm trying to exemplify the way to divide the truth from a lie so that all might see and come to me and spend their future in eternity. But I know who will choose to grow and decide where they will abide. And sadly, most will choose to stay outside. Father, these people don't qualify me. They don't qualify these people over here. What do you say about that with these word weapons are being used against us? Not mine. Struck down, Job 36, 32. All word weapons thrown up in the air, nullified, 1 Corinthians 1, 19. Thank you, God. Releasing angels in the atmosphere, 2 Kings 6, 16. So the Lord said this. He said, you're thinking. He was talking to me. He said, you're thinking right now. What about me? How are we going to be protected with all the corrupt hearts being so stuck in a rut? But I have a plan for the hearts of man to begin again. So you three-fourths of the church quit freaking out as he begins to enter suffering. Now there's a penalty for sin, not obeying God, because it's in his suffering that he becomes acquainted with love to begin to see how I see so that he can be realigned in time with me. Okay, so remember at the beginning of the conversation with when I told you I was getting ahead of myself. Um and that we were entering we were the bride was entering in through the eye of the storm. And the people who'd chosen to stay outside, they were getting ready to go through. <sighs> I'm worried I am going to be uh, petitioning the Lord about you. Um, and, it, and it's because, you know, I think I, I've, it, God loves you. I know God loves you. Some of you probably don't deserve it, but he does anyway. So therefore, I will do whatever he says. And I'm going to pray for you. And you may think, well, gosh, you're kind of an ass, Dr. Missy. No, I'm just being honest with you. But um, I, I do know that he loves you. And so my heart is that you will be more inclined to hopefully seek deliverance so that you can come out of the old by and by. My heart really goes out. Now, this is who my heart goes out to. My heart goes out to those leaders, those sheep who accidentally got caught up in this mess because they were afraid of being wrong. That's who my heart goes out to. So when God said he's fixing to shake some of your trees, he's really going to shake the religious rights trees to shake those out who accidentally got caught up in a place they never meant to be. That's who my heart really goes out to. The rest of you, you can stay stuck in your pride if that's what you decide. I'll obey him. I'll do whatever he's telling me to do. But 
If you put the old by and by ahead of God, then you get what you get. There's not a whole lot of compassion for me there for you. That's just old-fashioned devilish pride. So this is the vision I saw then after all this was said. I saw a big, huge portal open over the White House and over the, excuse me, over the, the Capitol, Washington, over the Capitol in Washington. And I saw the third heavens, all of heaven come running forward and, and these white horses come running and standing. They were like chomping at the bit and their nostrils were flaring and they, there was breath coming out of their mouth. You could see it with angelic host on their backs and they were coming to take America back. But the heavenly portals have been reopened, new and old, the ancient of days portals over Washington, D.C., with heavenly horses, nostrils flaring, getting ready for the attack, because they now are taking America back for kingdom. And now, this brings us to the message for today. Well, we talk about Isaiah 57, 15 through 59, 21, where it talks about deterioration, where the saints, the true saints of God, have been watching the deterioration of a nation. And we've been thinking, what? when is God going to get involved? He's already involved. <laughs> He's already involved. <clears throat> and we're not waiting on him. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us. Hey, Alex. So, this is actually a passage about when God has come to judge his people. Remember I told you all truth was coming into the room. I've been telling you that now for months. All truth has been coming into the room as we've shifted out and moved through 2023. Now what's different about this year as opposed to any other? Everybody's like, oh, everything's been going along as usual. No, it hasn't. It's been intense. Have you noticed how much more intense this has been over Years past, unless you were the bride. Let me say this, unless you were the bride. If you are the bride, you have come inside and see two this year. This is the this is the way to know if you've drawn near. <clears throat> Pardon me. In that when you went through C2 this year, the witchcraft really didn't phase you. You just kind of sashayed on through. You can feel the pressure around you. How many of that would that be you? How many would that be? Anybody over here? I could sense that. And, and we prophesied that it, ha- it came to pass. We prophesied it before we entered into C2 this year. And I thank God for that. And then this is the good news for you guys. Is that because you've been obedient, if that's what you experienced from uh, April 30th through <clears throat> August 31st, if that's what you experienced, then you're the bride. <clears throat> if it was intense for you, you haven't come inside. So you've got some work to do. It means you need to get delivered from you. So this is the change of where we're at right now for 2023. As God is bringing us into the new. Remember what I told you on Tuesday as well, that yes, we are entering into the end times. No, we're not there yet. That's We're not in that there, there place yet. These are symptoms of the end times that we're experiencing right now. This is what could be, but the enemy is out of timing. He's out of his time. Remember, they said that there would be a fight over laws and times. This is going to happen up until the point that we do enter in to that place. We're not there yet. Kat Kerr saw us 300 years in the future, and Jesus hadn't come yet. 
<clears throat> so the enemy is trying to come out of time. What has happened with the fivefold is the fivefold and the church have been misaligned purposefully. You've, you've been served watered-down Christianity. Because the enemy, when, and I saw this coming 25 years ago, I'll say it again. I'll keep saying it until it just goes into your spirit. I saw when the fivefold, when God poured his spirit out on all flesh, which ignited our fivefold giftings. Remember, those are irrevocable. It's God's spirit is what ignites your gifts on your vessel. <clears throat> but I started seeing people starting to develop their identity in their fivefold gifts and acting like they were God and acting like they were lording all over people. And they do it even, they're worse today. They're worse today. They see into your business and they're nosy with their, with their giftings and say, they think it's their right to know what's going on. But if God hasn't placed you in my arena to look over my life, you're not my mentor. You're not in my church. You're not in this ministry. I'm none of your business. <laughs> Unless you just think I'm not of God. That's your business. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to keep speaking what he tells me to speak. But I saw the giftings being abused. That's the bottom line. And I saw I saw how that could run amok really fast. And it did. And it's almost like everybody starts acting like a schmuck. And acting like they're... Um, they're God over everybody. And it didn't help that we started seeing reality TV. Remember false realities? I'm going to get into that here in a second. Teaching people how not to be, how to always be in everybody else's business. Now, if you're a leader, you want to know what's in your church. You want you want your prophets to see, to keep your church clean. That's why, that's the purpose of uh, bringing in clean prophets and, and making sure they can see correctly and making sure your sheep are being cleaned up. But if I'm not in a relationship with you and you don't know my heart, don't be judging me. <laughs> don't, I'm not judging you. Because the Spirit will bear witness with the Spirit. And there's a lot of things that we think we know because of these fivefold giftings where you're just seeing in part. It's kind of like, to me, the reason why the church has gotten in a lurch because of the fivefold not being cleaned up. The church, three-fourths of it, by the way, uh, and so we have all these people seeing bits and pieces, making assumptions, acting like Balaam's, and they're not getting the true king's decree. How can they? They haven't been cleaned up to hear heavenly things. So this is why so many think that we're in the end times. We're not. <laughs> we're not. The gospel has not been preached to all ends of the earth yet. <clears throat> We're still got the latter glory to go into yet. Hello, the former glory lasted over a hundred years. We're still coming out of that right now. And, and God is blessing us enough to help us segue right out of the former glory into the latter glory. So that's going to be a double, double. First one was a hundred years. The second one, maybe two. I don't know. So your ways aren't God's ways. And you can think you know it all you want. But I've sensed from the very beginning it was off. That was the test of time that we walked into. We started being tested to see who we were listening to. So this is where we get into the conversation about the deterioration of the church, where God wants to judge his people. And when he does this, he takes the truly godly leaders away. He pulls us out. He pulls us out of the way. Because he wants to spare us from the pain of seeing our nation deteriorate and then going into judgment. Why do you think it's so hard to find 
the truth these days. It's hard. And he's protecting the remnant. God's a very protective groom. He very he he loves the bride. He will do he will he will protect you at all cost. Have you noticed how much he's preserving you and all the things that should have happened to you when everything looked like it was lost and boom God comes through. Do you recognize and appreciate the men and women of God has given to you for spiritual leadership? Because many have very hard walks, but they also love God's people so much that they're willing to help them come inside, even at the expense of their own longevity, the ones that are truly wanting to abide. They want to come out of the old by and by, even those good leaders who accidentally got left outside. You'll see the heart of God in them. And they're trying to figure out how to get their people to enter in. And God's like, I've got you. Don't worry, I've got you. I'm going to help you out and through. Don't fret. I've got you. But for now, we're at the door with Jesus saying, come on, the feast is this way. You've, you've got your oil, right? Good, good. Come on in. The new wine is on the table. With the fresh bread. Come on in and get yourself fed. Make yourself at home and look around. Because in this place you've entered, you and everything pertaining to you will be safe and sound. That's for the bride. But for those stuck outside, God is denouncing, He's denouncing a lot of these people. Where God, including leaders, if they choose not to come in. See, God knows the heart. He knows who's going to choose to enter in. He knows who's tried and true. And he does have grace for you guys. He, he, he's been trying to talk to us for three and a half years now saying, I'm coming. I'm coming in all truth. And behind me is judgment too. He's been warning us. But he's denouncing the people for participating and all types of sin. And worshiping man. Sexual sin. Worshiping the things that they owned. But more importantly. For mocking the godly. Where they had no fear of God. And just because God held back his judgment. Their day is still coming. Don't think it's not going to. That's That justice will not come. Because by the looks of things, it's December, which is the 12 o'clock hour, as we enter into the highest part of God's heart for C4. That's where things are fixing to be undone. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me about that. Yesterday, I was given a word, and it was for our team, but I'll tell you part of it, where God started talking about December, December, December. And I was like, what is up with December? Because if you know anything about Chamber 1, Chamber 1 is entering into the king's chambers in Section 1 of his heart. And each chamber, remember, if you go into a king's palace, there's the king's bed chamber. So Chamber 1 is where you enter in, where you get to know the king again. And you start getting rid of you. You start getting free from your earthbound suit. You start finding out what the king has to say about the year ahead of you. So you know how to walk it, walk it out. And then as you enter into C2, 
That's chamber two. You're entering into deeper intimacy with the king, which means he's got to refine you from a few things, which you start walking through Holy Ghost fire versus strange fire. Okay. And all the time on the clock, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, tick tock. You're learning to keep time with him. You're learning to do what he says to do. Because every month is a part of his heart. It's a tribe that represents him. You're called to represent him too. Okay, so as you enter into chamber two then, you enter into the testing time of God, April 30th through August 31st, where you start learning to develop the mind of Christ. You get rid of yourself, the things that you think represent him. And you learn to pick between life and death. God says, choose life. Choose life. You learn to take, uh, you learn to take thoughts captive. You learn to cast down a few things. And then as you come into the ninth of Ab, which is C3, chamber three, you're entering into, you have to be invited into the deeper things, by the way, from the king. Upper dominion, lower dominion. The first six ticks on the clock, the first six months or lower dominion parts of God. That's where he winks at things. And by the way, he's not winking anymore. Not at all. Not as of this year. Things that you got away with in past seasons, you will not get away with from this point out. Because as of 2024, things are really fixing to be found out. But you get invited through the eye of the needle, through the ninth of Av. You have to be invited into the upper dimensions of God's heart. That lasts from June through August. And you're coming in this crossover place, beginning to enter into the high holy days. Because if you make it through the eye, that's something to celebrate. That's something to invite you in to celebrate the feast, the feast with the king. And the Lord says, but if you want to enter, to, enter into the, the deepest part of intimacy with me, I'm going to take you into the final battle in October, into C4, which is you come through the door, one door, which they call the head of the year, but it's not the final battle that keeps you here. The final battle that keeps you here is in October when you enter into a fight, which is going to start in two days, it's the battle between the serpent and the eagle at the end of the high holy days. And then C4 is where you begin to have major angelic activity. It's already started. So we have our high holy days. The enemy counters us. So they start having their high unholy days, October 31st. There's going to be major demonic, major holy angel activity and you've got to have the mind of christ to be able to discern the truth from a lie to know what's of god and what's of the old by and by okay to know how to come deeper inside at the 12 o'clock hour if not guess who gets left outside and judged that's a part of judgment being left outside to deal with the darkness or the things you chose over love are you going to go back to Egypt like a dog to its vomit, going back to your old ways? Or are you going to stay with the Ancient of Days and practice his standards? What he told you was from above. Remember, your ways are not God's ways. So God 
is saying, do you appreciate the men and women who are trying to lead you into this place? Because many of them have very hard walks, but they love you. They love you. They want the people. They want to, They follow me, says the Lord. They want to see who's tried and true, just like I do. But I'm not putting up with the things that you used to do. This is an hour where I'm looking at you. There will be constant inspections all year round. Believe it or not, he's seeing if you've done the last thing he told you to do. If you can follow the voice of a holy God, or are you just going to listen to you? So, you can what you can expect in October, going into that, again, is heightened witchcraft. And I'll even want to say, through the roof. It should have already begun around you. Where you're being challenged. Where the occult have started having rituals, rites and ceremonies, innocent blood sacrifices to work with their full moon. By the way, tonight is a super moon. Where intercessors need to block the dark light. They work with the dark light. We work with God's light. Because it helps in their ability to absorb things from the earth. So we need to be blocking Genesis 8 2, their rejuvenation processes on their fivefold giftings mixed with witchcraft tools, as well as any other target it helps them to empower and what helps them to develop the devil's heart while you develop God's. You need to know how to counter your enemy. I don't care if they're the fake church. I don't care. And the fake church is your least of your concerns. The occultists, and by the way, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord told me while you're stepping into these new things, you need to believe in who I've made you to be. This is your reality if you're the bride of Christ. You're going to start coming into full firepower like the, like the church has never seen before. Full miracle firepower. The signs, wonders, and miracles. And I told our teams this about three or four months ago that starting this year, we were going to see the signs, wonders, and miracles come back. Because of the church 25 years ago, not knowing how to thwart off this demonic attack, they started getting caught up in their flesh and mixing the flesh with the fivefold giftings, not getting cleaned up. God says, this is your chance. Step up to the plate, own your stuff, so I can use you in this next place. Hmm. So, when we live in a godless society where they don't truly know the king, they do as they please, which cause other people suffering. But the good news is that God's not finished with America yet. I haven't forgotten where I'm at. So these new movers are coming in and around you to help many get into position so that you can begin jetting with them. They want you to jet into the new. They want you to come into your time. And God's saying, do you feel at home with me in your heart right now? With the divine, do you feel at home or do you still... Feel like you have to figure out who I am to you. Are you making it up as you go along? Or are you starting to let me point things out in you? Because as we grow in the Lord, we'll always have constant battles of facing ritual versus reality. 
the reality of just learning to be so that God can be at home, and so can we. Do you feel at home with love, or does love make you feel uncomfortable? Do you feel like you just operate on the surface? When people go deeper, you feel like, oh, I just, oh, there's just such touchy-feely people. Oh, they're just such emotional. No. Most likely, they know, they know the Lord. Do you? Love should never make you feel uncomfortable. It should welcome you. Make you feel welcome. Come in. Kick your feet up. Make yourself. There's food in the fridge. Make yourself at home. There's the TV, uh, the, the little thing that you cut the TV on with. Just relax. Mi casa su casa. Just don't come in all jacked up thinking I'm going to be jacked up with you. I don't, I don't like that stuff. God doesn't either. That's why he's trying to bring you into your news. So the reality of just learning to be helps others to get free. Instead of just living for yourselves. That's the new reality God wants to bring you back into. Because true love is always others oriented. Are you. You know, it's funny. Uh, My mom, I just told you guys... I think on Tuesday, my mom got back from Israel last week. And when she was there, she saw this little boy uh, who had this baby lamb. And he would charge people a dollar to hold his baby lamb. And she was telling me about that. And I thought that was so sweet. And I said, what was it like? And and I said, was it real heavy? And she's like, no, it wasn't heavy at all. It It was precious. The little lamb was absolutely precious. And she said, but when I held it, I, I, I got this understanding of how Jesus must have felt when he holds us, when he's trying to help us along and help us to come in as we learn to enter in. I mean, and how it grieves him when we get caught up in our sin because he really loves us. And if you've ever felt that feeling of holding something that feels helpless, it's at your mercy because you're holding it and its safety is in your hands, then you, you take better care of it because you realize the, the responsibility you hold, especially if you're a leader in this day and time, for the sheep that God has given to you if you chose to stay in your sin. What happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. God loves his sheep, and he will do anything for them. So he's saying, you better meet me at this crossroads today, because a lot of you, I'm I'm, going to judge you, says the Lord. I'm already here to do it. So I hope you're listening, instead of dismissing me like you always do. Which brings us to Philippians 1, 1 through 26, to live as Christ lives and you know it's one thing i always tell people this it's one thing to talk and talk but do you genuinely and authentically walk your walk and i say that authentically i add the authentically to that because i think it's important to be real in this day and time the people that god is coming for is his true bride he doesn't want a jacked up bride if you know anything about the disciples he found them on the boat docks one of them cussed like a sailor I don't know if he even got cleaned up, Peter. But I do know that he resides over the Supreme Court of Heaven with Christ. So, obviously, God uses him or used him in high places. So, when we dismiss people that God brings in, remember, God said the church wasn't, 
The bride wasn't in the church. It was outside. He's bringing her back in now because she ran away from church because of the convolutedness that permeated the church through Jezebel. But she's going to be authentic. And God's not expecting perfection, but he's expecting obedience. He is. He does expect us to obey. And just like Paul said, do you live as Christ? Walking with others, helping them to get free, or do you just do things your own way? Do you get caught up in man's ways as well as demonic realities? And by the way, what is that? What is a demonic reality? Have you ever thought about that? I'm going to help you figure this out. You know how God says the word has the power to change things? Well, the devil knows this. He knows that about what God can do. Why do you think that the cult tries to use the word frontwards, layered, structured, frontwards, backwards, layered or structured, frontwards or backwards, written or spoken? They use it always. They mix it with spells, laws, and magic. You have to bind those things, by the way. Make sure you write that down. Um, but when we get caught up in demonic realities, demonic realities always start with a thought, and it's usually perpetrated by an unhealed area of your heart. That's the open door. So the enemy has already got a way in to start uh, making you start walking down a wrong pathway, and he'll use people around you to keep you from entering in, they'll come in like, are you sure God told you to do that that way? You sure about that? Well, you know what God told you? If you have a relationship with him, you do what he says. Who cares what they say around you? You shouldn't be caring what man says. Now, prophet submits to a prophet if you have healthy mentors around you. People that are operating in the new, I'll say that. Not jacked up. They're, they're clean. But they tell you the truth about a thing. So what is a demonic reality then? A demonic reality is when we get hit with witchcraft in our thoughts and emotions in those places we have yet to be delivered from, which give the enemy an ability to cause digression in our walks where we get stuck or get stuck in a muck, in a rut, from entering into higher spiritual things as God's bride who he wants to bring alive in him. What does that mean? Have you ever walked in the former glory? Because if you walked in the former glory, you might have experienced a time in your story where you felt fully alive, even though you were in the earth, bro. Just like they do in heaven. If you go to heaven, that's why I like going to heaven. Because when I go to heaven and I have these heavenly moments with God, which happens a lot, I love it. I'm not bragging. I just enjoy my time with God. But when I go there, I feel fully alive. My senses are on overload, especially when he lets me come inside. Lately, I've been meeting him at the porticos of heaven in one of the palaces on one of the terraces, and it overlooks the new Jerusalem. And so he talked to me about all these things going on and what he's doing in the earth and what he wants to do for mankind if he will only align. But to come alive in Christ means that you're reflecting heaven here in the earth and this is what's getting ready to happen in December. God's about to give birth. It's going to be the best Christmas gift he ever gave to some of you. Because to live as Christ did when he walked the earth means you begin to hate the same things he hated, which were Pharisees and sin. Helping the sheep to be recreated. 
bringing them into true life, true prosperity, where they dwell with the king, where God can begin to transform their earthbound atmospheres into heavenly realities or heavenly things. He's bringing heaven to earth. He wants the world to see who's God and who's not. It's not the devil around you or in you. It's Jesus Christ. He's been trying to woo you. And Paul knew this. That's what this passage is actually about. It was a passage about Paul. And he really, really loved the sheep. And he was very devoted to Christ. And he saw the impact that mankind could have on one another because of man's need to fit in. They needed to fit in with one another without giving thought to what God said was true. What rules you? And actually, Paul didn't care. He never put man's words above God. Matter of fact, he didn't care how long he'd operated in your fivefold giftings because Paul also knew man was flawed. And Paul practiced Jesus. He practiced what he preached. He held God's standard in place. He knew man had some issues. He knew some of them could be Peter's. He knew they could fall from grace here and again. But how fast do you repent and get right back up and get in your place? But he practiced what he preached. And even when his life was in danger, Paul knew Jesus was looking out for him. Paul and God knew Paul was loyal to his words, whether now or four years later, are you? Because when December comes or whatever time it is, will God find you true blue? Which brings us to Psalm 71, 1 through 24, talking about a life completely dependent upon God. And you know, the one person that always comes to mind is David. That's the psalmist. We always call him the psalmist. And whether he was on the backside of a mountain or operating in the king's chair, he remained faithful. He was faithful. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't a perfect man. But he was completely dependent upon God for everything that he did. And and he wasn't without flaws. And we all know his background. We know what that cost. We know that what happened with Bathsheba. We know what he did with her husband. We know that he murdered him. We know the adultery, as have many of us found ourselves in. Hopefully not murder. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But he was sincerely devoted to the King of Kings, and he was actually a friend of God. Where his authenticity helped him to remain honest with Jesus even in his sufferings. After he was exposed for having been in sin. And so he still trusted the Lord all throughout whatever he went through during those times. And during your times, are you trusting God too? Even when time goes by where prophetic words seem like they've died, which they haven't, by the way, It's just that God is teaching you how to stand in truth, regardless of which voice is in the room. 
He's recognizing voices or the difference between heavenly realities versus demonic realities. Help us to think about what we're thinking about because they trigger negative emotions of the flesh. So we have to choose what we're going to hold on to. Have you grown in your timeline with the Lord? Or have you just sown demonic seeds because you refused a heart cleanup where Satan used you to spew demonic realities? Depicted from a negative worldview, your heart lens views life through. Because David never got caught up in demonic realities. He owned his own sin. He owned his flaws, his mess-ups as God held him accountable for the things he saw or knew. But my question for you is that, can God do that with you? Can, do you own your stuff? Are you honest with yourself? Because what I find in the church and the old by and by, those stuck, is they, they're all stuck in deny, deny, deny. Oh no, I don't have that problem. I'm so glad I'm not like you. I'm so glad I'm morally superior to you. I'm so glad I'm so much more holy than you. Actually, some of them act like they're more holy than God. And it's offensive. It's like, he's fixing to knock you off your throne. <laughs> you need to move your butt. It's what's got stuck, got you stuck in a rut. Is your arrogance and your pride. And your refusal to come inside. Where most of these people are left complaining to God about what's wrong with their world. Where they need to step into all truth. Where truth begins to sweep up their heart floors before judgment comes knocking at the door. How do you do this? How do you do this? Really? Are you a prayerful person? Do you stay close to God? Do Do you listen and wait for Him to speak things to you? And when He speaks it, Do you just say, oh, no, that's not God. God would never speak to me like that. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He chews me out sometimes. I know he will. And I have to repent right there. My team has seen it. My team has seen it. I am not perfect. Neither are you. And if I can be honest before him, so can you. It's just being honest with yourself. I enjoy, I guess, maybe because I'm born in October. And so it's a transformation month. So, I enjoy transformation. I've always enjoyed transformation. I've always enjoyed helping people get better, become, and enter into good things. I love seeing good things happen to people, even if they don't deserve it. See the grace of God show up, and you think, whoo, you got a good dose of God's love. David knew this too, because when he was confronted by the prophet, he had to deal with himself too. But it also helped him to stay in prayer and praise, where he stayed tried and true. He stayed humble, even through the most difficult times he was walking through. Do you? I know where we're at. He knows where we're at. He's not confused about where you're at right now with your dreams, with the nation. He's not confused. But his main focus is you. In your heart condition, are you dealing with you? Are you letting him talk to you and clean you up? Please do. I'm not trying to rhyme. 
Which brings us to Proverbs 24, 9 through 10. As we wrap this up today, again, we want to thank our sponsors. Thank you, Margaret Rowe, Smack Talk Radio. We always appreciate everything you do for us. If you haven't checked out Margaret's stuff, go over to margaretrowe.com. She has some beautiful stuff. She's a designer. She won designer, jewelry designer of 2019. Uh, she helps to dress the stars on the red carpet. Strong Christian. She does some, just has some really beautiful stuff. Go check her out. We want to thank her. I want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in to us twice a week. Hopefully we're helping you to stay on track. But as we wrap this up, this is what God's thoughts are. For a summation of today's conversation, it states the thought of the foolish or the thought of the thought of foolishness is sin and the scorner is an abomination to men. If thou faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Do you have the humble or the humility to humble yourself before a holy God? To come higher in the spirit, admitting some things about yourself that hinders you so that you don't get stuck with everybody else, stuck in the old by and by, and then you can come into your new. Because the only key in getting through is getting rid of you. You understand that, right? Deliverance is the only key that's working in this hour. Deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. Please take me seriously when I say that. Anyway, thanks for listening to the 15-Minute Rev. I'm Dr. Missy. We always appreciate you joining us. Uh, and hopefully you gleaned some stuff from this show today. <laughs> I hope you did. But we try to keep you up to date on what's going on to keep you aligned um, in time. And also uh, to help you have a better week as you find out what's going on. Sometimes, And you should be like this, really, because we can't count on the news. The news is not truth. And I told you that on Tuesday about that vision I had. Go listen to Tuesdays. You'll catch it out or figure it out. But um, yeah, stay abreast of what God's saying. He'll always keep you on track. But anyway, I love you. Go have yourself a great weekend. And we'll be talking to you on next Tuesday. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.